Welcome to episode 120 of your best start. Yeah, I see. I can't even say it. Forget it. It's absolute <laughs> nonsense. I forgot what it was called. Welcome to episode 120 of your best year starts here. Nigel, you'd think after 120 episodes, you'd remember what the name of the podcast is. I don't know if you remember the last episode we spoke about expertise. (laughs) (laughs) And that's as classic as it goes, because I said to you about networking and starting things off. That's not my expertise. When it comes to tech and being professional, Neil Martin is a 99 out of 100. And when it comes to tech and starting a a podcast, I couldn't even say the word, I'm about a 37. I'm a bit like an old Ford Anglia. Takes me a couple of minutes to get going. But that's as classic as it goes. But it's great to be here on episode 120 and another 15 minutes of crazy stuff we're going to share. And just before we came live, I said to Neil, I think you need to come up with a topic because I've done the last four. Yeah, and that's fine because I actually have one, right? Have and, you? and the have intro you? is a perfect fit for it. And because <laughs> what I want to talk about is overthinking. <laughs> that's and, just... and, and how we, and, and you know, we touched on this a couple of episodes ago, but basically how we beat ourselves up sometimes, but also how we can invent stories in our own head, draw in a few scary monsters, and then spend hours coloring it in. But that's so interesting when you said about overthinking, because the minute you said, will you introduce it, in my brain, it was like, hold on, I can't remember what we have to do and what we're going to do. And I I nearly told myself before I started, it wasn't going to be great. Then not only wasn't it great, you had to get me out of the trouble I was in. Then I got, I embarrassed myself thinking, how stupid am I? What's interesting on overthinking is that I said, I think last week or the week before, I did some work in Australia early in the morning. And my internet on my main new iMac and all the rest, and I had BT come into my house, it crashed. Mm -hmm. In the old days, my overthinking would have been to go across the road, because I've got a technical guy who literally, but at 6.15 in the morning, I wasn't sure that was going to be professional. But the worst bit was I created the meeting. And I shut down Zoom, which kicked everyone out of the meeting. I have no idea why I didn't go into panic. Because uh-huh. normally, I would have been overthinking, how stupid am I? And all the negative self-talk, which, believe me, I should have done. And for some unknown reason, I went, there's got to be a way of doing this. Mm-hmm. We'll create it on my computer. I'll quickly put it on my phone. Instead of being able to see the gallery of everyone, at least I'll be able to see four people, and then I can do some work. But provided my brain doesn't overtake my communication and I don't overthink all the issues. And was the feedback 100%? No, it was 98 because there was a technical issue for two minutes. Mm-hmm. But in a 90-minute presentation, 88 minutes were brilliant. Two minutes were just a bit dodgy because I messed up a bit. But now I know, and you all know, that you know the stories that we tell ourselves dictate the life that we lead. Yep. And we can recreate, and this is going to be a big one for you, Neil, because I know you've got some personal stories, especially with your dad on this, that we can recreate our own childhood. Yep. Or we don't. Yep. 
And the happiest people are the people who can recreate their childhood and recreate the good stuff instead of recreating all the stuff that didn't work. Yeah. And we've all had sorrow. We've all had stuff happen. But a phenomenal topic, overthinking. Yeah, well, I mean, I think one of the one of the examples I want to give is when you can't get hold of somebody. So when, you're <laughs> expecting, when you're expecting to have a communication with someone, regardless of whether it's business, personal, whatever, and you can't get hold of somebody. Where, where do you instinctively go to when you can't get hold of somebody? Now, this can be different for different people, right? You know, for some people, be like, oh, no, I, I worry. Are they okay? Other people, it goes to, oh, well, they're just clearly ignoring me then, and the problem's me. Yeah, other people, it's like, oh, well, they've probably got some kind of tech issue, and it's no big deal. Other if it's, people, if it's me, other, that is a guarantee. Well, yeah, other people, it's like, well, I don't know. I'm so busy with my own life. If they, if they can't be bothered to phone me, I don't give a damn anyway, right? But we all have our own kind of narrative around these things. And my own personal experience is we, we get carried away by the story we tell ourselves sometimes. So, you know, even to the point, and I used to do this way more than I, than I would in today's world, but even to the point where sometimes we make decisions based on the assumptions we make because of the thing that didn't happen. So, you know, you're expecting a phone call from a client. You don't get the phone call from a client that you were expecting. So you assume that maybe, I don't know, they're not going to do this piece of work now or they're not going to book you to do this thing anymore or whatever. So you start filling up the diary dates that you were holding for them with stuff for other people. And then they call you a few days later and say, I'm really sorry, you know, X, Y, Z relative got rushed in the hospital. I got distracted. You know, I want to go ahead and confirm that date, at which time you're like, oh, crap, I've now got two things in the diary, right? I've done stuff like that in the past. Now I try to give more breathing space and try to make less assumptions because I think the, the, the biggest issue with the stories we tell ourselves is we fill in blanks and very often we fill them in incorrectly, which is why I mentioned, you know, we, we, we draw out the picture, but we add a scary monster or two, right? You know, you know that my wife is a child and adolescent psychotherapist. Indeed, yeah. She has, when she had clients in the house and she worked with much younger kids, she would have little monsters and little um, action characters and all different, and the younger the kids were, she would ask them, when you have this emotion, what, and she'd look around the, 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 on the floor, where do you go? What, it, what does it look like to you? Yeah. No one ever went to the happy, smiley, Ronald McDonald smiley face. It was always that green monster or some black, darkened um, cloud. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, I th again, I think from, and I'm, I'm talking personal experience, so I was about to say, you know, I think this happens to most people. I don't know if it does, right? But I can tell you, for me, there have been big chunks of my life where I kind of live somewhere between um, fantasy and catastrophe. Now, reality was always in the middle, but that's the bit I didn't want to look at. So I would look at life and go, ah, oh, this thing's about to happen. It's going to be amazing. And then potentially be like an expectation hangover that came with it because it didn't live up to what I, what I expected. Or I'd go, oh, this thing's going to happen. And life's about to fall apart. And it never actually did. You know, well, you know that phrase, 90% of worry... If you ninety percent of everything you worry about never occurs, yeah, only ten percent of your whole life is in that danger zone. And if you had the energy, you could deal with that ten percent. But you're, all your energy is on that ninety percent because you, yeah, because you're worrying about stuff that you can't control anyway. That doesn't you know nine times out of ten doesn't matter anyway. You know, there's um there's a there's a really good friend of mine who forever is saying, does it really matter? Like anything that comes up is like, yeah, but does it really matter? You know, if you look back a year from now. Will you even remember this, let alone care about it? 
Now, if you think it's significant enough that in a year's time it's still going to bother you, then yeah, maybe you should maybe you should spend some time on it. But actually, if it's insignificant, if it's insignificant with a year's hindsight, let go of it now. You know, and and deal with the things that you can deal with instead. And I'm I, I'm sure we've talked about this in in at least one previous episode. But I'm a big believer in the words of the Serenity Prayer. You know. Give me the you know, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the thing I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. The big, the hard part is that wisdom. You know, because so many of us want to change stuff that we we can't change, we've got no control over. You know, and then we don't necessarily want to do the hard stuff that, if we were a bit more courageous and a bit more brave, would actually move us in the direction we wanted to be moving in. Do you know the phrase WTT? Go on in. What's the truth? Yeah. You, you literally ask yourself many times, what's the truth here? Yeah. The truth is I'm stuck in traffic. That's the, that's the story right now. Yeah. We're not late. The, the world hasn't collapsed. The truth is this is where I am. What's really interesting is if you ever ring a client up and say, just to let you know, I'm on the M25. There's a bit of traffic here. Uh, I've read the proposal. I should be there in about 25 minutes the problem is what we do is for 18 minutes before that phone call, I can't, I'm going to have to ring them soon. I'm going to have to call. <laughs> I, I, they're probably going to never want to do business with me. I'm, they're going to be terrible driving. We've spent 18 minutes of all that conversation. And the guy and the client normally says, a bit like you this morning when you said, I might need 10 minutes. Okay. Yep. It's not a big deal, right? Well, 99%. And I think when my Australian catastrophe happened, I'm not the first one that's ever had a Zoom issue. No, you know, it's not like you know. I'd flown all the way to Australia, and they'd flown me first class, and we got to the Westin Hotel, and then I tripped up on stage, and I couldn't remember my story. That stuff happens, and I think the world is becoming more accepting that stuff happens. The yep. problem is in our brain, we think, and it's interesting. Your dumb beats perfect. We need to be so perfect that anything less than perfection is not acceptable. Yep. Well, you know what? Stuff happens. And what's the real truth? I lost connection. I'm back now. I'm going to give you the best I've got. And what was really interesting when I did my presentation, after 90 minutes, so it was quite late in Australia at this point, I said, if anyone wants to leave, but I'll stay on for a few minutes, no one left. Mm -hmm. They all had busy lives. So they didn't miss two minutes because we went on for another 20 minutes. But it was that... If we really ask ourselves all the time, what's the truth, and tell the total truth faster, which we've spoken about before, and just deal with it, 2% of the world are going to be pissed with you. It doesn't matter what you do. Yep. But, you also, but I also think when things go wrong and you acknowledge them, you become more human and more relatable anyway. You know, there is no such, there's no such thing as, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm about to contradict myself. There's no such thing as perfect, but everything's perfect the way that it is. Well, the world is the way it is. There are always people say, I wish it was more. You know, you and I would love to have another five pounds. But right this second, in the moment that we're speaking in, life's perfect. Yep. Now, you know, we did this exercise right now. Is your life perfect? Well, it is. It might not be in 20 minutes' time, but we're not, we're talking about now. Yep. Well, and and also, like you say, you know, it might not be in 20 minutes' time, but it might be. And it's back, it's back to that, you know, being afraid of things that will probably never happen, making decisions based on that fear, which will actually make those things more likely to happen, 
versus you know flipping that on its head and having a bit of faith and there's a um, there's a quote i read i had no idea who 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 said it first but it says fear knocked at the door faith answered there was nobody there that's a nice line say that again fear knocked at the door faith answered there was nobody there okay. because if you have a little bit of faith that things are going to be okay and they're going to work out then there's a lot less to be afraid of and i think my my kind of final point on this particular episode really is there's never been a day that I haven't got through. Strange, because... As, as in no matter how bad life might appear to be, if you've still got air in your lungs and you've still got a heart that beats, you're, you're still winning. It's still working. You've still got a chance. You can still keep going. And I think one of the most tragic things... The, there seems to have been an increase of as well over over like the lockdowns and things is people that lose that hope you know if you if you just stop close your eyes feel the air going in and out of your lungs and feel the heart beating in your chest while that is happening you don't know what's going to happen next but you've always got a chance okay so for everyone who's listening when that negative story occurs what i want you to say to yourself is what's the truth Am I breathing? What else? Mm -hmm. What truth? I think the other thing is, how do I know it's absolutely the truth? Yeah. Because if there's any doubt at all, then it might not be true. You know, and if it's something that feels negative and if it's something that feels painful, it might not be true. Well, what a great way to end. So, you know, we've got this negative self-talk, which we can control. We're going to look at our expertise, we're going to look at our passion, and we're going to really be careful of the stories we listen to. Yep, and the ones that we tell, especially to ourselves. I look forward to seeing you next week, my friend. Yeah, look forward to it. And as always, if you've been listening to this and you've enjoyed it, do us a favor, jump on iTunes and leave us a review and share this episode with your friends. You know, the more people that we can get this to, the louder we can get this message and the more it makes us excited about doing it. Let's be honest. Because Neil's got such low self-esteem. He likes the reviews. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you next week, my friend. Be good. All right, bye.